Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 1, Episode 6 of The The Castle Castle Chat. Chat. Welcome back, friends. We are here with Episode 6. And what is the episode title for today? Today we are doing Build Your Own. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. What are we building today, Court? We are building a villain. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. This one's going to be so fun. We thought, because we were in the month of October, that we would um, build a villain. Yeah, getting into the spooky season spirit. Yes. So in this episode, we will discuss kind of what elements make a Disney villain and then build our own. So we're going to jump right in. Let's do it. my goodness i'm so excited about this are you i am too i think it's gonna be really interesting to dive into what makes an ideal disney villain and also get creative yeah i think that the disney villains don't get a lot of attention and so i'm excited to kind of dedicate this episode to them and talk a little bit about the history of them in the disney movies and disney shows and then kind of build our own through that yeah why don't we start with that history like you were talking about? Yes, yeah, so I actually looked this up online. I was very interested to know how many Disney villains have there been in the course of Disney history. And over Disney's 90-year history, which that within itself is crazy, um, there have been over 127 villains since 1923. I don't think I ever would have guessed that number. I think maybe I would have gone with like 50. I think like other articles state that there are like officially like 35 like well-known villains. But if you count every single character that is considered a villain all the way back to the original Disney content when it was the company was first created in the, in the 20s, um, it counts 127. So that makes sense. I can see like like Pete in the original yes. cartoons being considered a villain. Exactly. And, um, for those of you who don't know who Pete is, he is Mickey and Goofy in the gang's arch nemesis, so mm-hmm. to speak. So uh, he might have been one of the original Disney villains. I'm sure he probably was. I know that um, in the movie content, I think that the evil queen from Snow White was considered the first official Disney villain. Mm, that's a good one to start with. Yeah. She's she, she's rough. If I met her, I'd be scared. She's a, yeah, a little bit of a scary one. Yeah, and I think that that character, um, Snow White came out in 1937, I believe, and won Oscars when it came out. So obviously the story itself had to include the evil queen as a part of that story that Mm -hmm. got so much recognition and critical acclaim Mm -hmm. um and she kind of kick-started the good versus evil battle in a lot of classic disney movies that you see and usually when you see um any type of like disney parade or halloween special at disney world or disneyland and you see some of the villains come out the evil queen is always there Oh yeah, she's, I think for the Halloween parade that isn't running this year, unfortunately, boo to you, it holds a special place in my heart. She, I think, is the close to the parade because she kind of like puts she's that like, ending queen. note. I started this. Yeah. I started evil. <laughs> yeah. If I started all of this, then I'm going to end it and be that like ending high note, so to speak, in the parade. Mm. Um so I, I respect the evil queen and I 
think it's really interesting to watch how that character, because I know that Snow White is uh, turned into a film, but was adapted from old folklore and and fairy tale stories. Uh, But seeing the evil queen specifically evolve over the years into multiple different versions of stories um, is really cool. And uh, just in talking about villains in general, um, thinking about her being the one that started it all uh, is pretty uh, a pretty great start to villain history in the Disney realm. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree for sure. So what would you say makes a great Disney villain? I feel like there's a great way to kind of break it down. Yeah, when we started making notes for this and trying to come up with what would be the the key bullet points for mm-hmm. a villain whenever writing a character for a film we came up with a handful of bullet points you want to go over yeah. this so i think every great disney villain has layers and what i mean by that is that when you interact with that character at first you see them for for one thing for who they are and then as you get to know the character more you get to learn that there are multiple layers to this person this character's personality um you sometimes see a touch of good in them um you see how maybe they started off as good and then turned evil some of the villains are just evil from birth Um, but you see how how their personality comes to be through these different layers and um i think what makes a villain um makes a villain a villain is the fact that they are complex and you kind of have to spend your whole time in the movie getting to know why they are the way that they are and kind of learning those layers yeah i agree i think what makes a good character in general is some something that isn't one one note I keep mm-hmm. using note references. I don't know what kind of... I, our last episode was about music, so I think I've got music she's, on the brain. She's but, still so into the music. Um, yes, I agree with layers. I also think that something that defines villain nature or character is their need to be in control of whatever situation is going on. Yes. I think yeah. <laughs> that's true for... Um, if you think about the first villain that comes to my mind is I'm thinking about like Scar he wants to be Mm. in control of the pride yeah power they they need to be the one to make the shot call the shots and be in charge um so that they run the narrative and nothing outside of them is is having any of the power yeah I would definitely agree I think also alongside that, they are very good at winning psychological battles with the protagonist. They're good at getting in the hero's head and making them think something totally different about themselves. And I think that's what villains are really good at. They're like master manipulators. Yeah, that's a great way to explain it. They they really know how to um, change your thought process and um, really shake things up so that they can gain that control. Yeah, I think that, yeah, exactly. It goes back to trying to be in control where they use manipulative behavior, you know, cheat, steal, lie, whatever they need to do to make sure they don't lose their Mm -hmm. grip on whatever it is they want to be in control of. Yeah. So in addition to those things, I think also just in general, if you're going to be a good villain, you have to be kind of scary. I know, which... Some, there are some villains that are significantly scarier than others. And for kids, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a little far. But yeah, a little bit of a, a dark and twisty 
overlying essence to who they are. When you think of like a scary villain, which one comes to your mind? I was literally gonna ask you that question. Oh my gosh. I think Ursula is really terrifying. Yeah, I think if I ran into her on the the street or underwater. On the street? She'd just be like (laughs) shuffling across the sidewalk. I mean, she came up on that boat at the end of The Little Mermaid, no problem, crawling around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Ursula is terrifying, especially when she like grows in size and she is like Mm. taking over the water. I mean, I don't know. I think she's pretty scary. Yeah, again, uh, I don't know how many times I can reference Happily Ever After, but that moment in Happily Ever After where she fills the castle with her like deep cackling laugh. Oh yeah. That to me I'm just like that is classic villain. And if you still don't know what Happily Ever After is even though we've been talking about it for weeks it's the fireworks show at Walt Disney World that has now left us. Yep. Discontinued. Discontinued. Maybe they'll change their minds. Who knows. But Hmm. anyways. um, Yes. I think that having that scary uh tone to who they are is what why you would describe them as a villain they do things that intimidate others again it all they all kind of run together but the intimidation factor goes back to manipulating someone else's psyche and trying to gain control Mm -hmm. um and i think also, most villains have some form of a henchman or a sidekick. Oh my gosh, it's like they're little. The sidekicks are actually make me giggle because nine times out of nine times out of ten, they're actually very in like unintelligent. Like they're very gullible sidekicks that end up either like spilling the beans or <laughs> just don't actually execute the mission very well. Like I feel yeah. like that, that's often the role that the sidekick plays. Is like they try to be like super on top of it and like follow the rules and yeah. listen to their villain, but they end up just being ridiculous. Yeah, well that I think that plays into like they're easily manipulated by this person. I mean, outside looking in when you see big picture like how are you friends with this person why are you listening to them but they don't know any better i guess i think it also provides a little bit of comedic relief to the evilness of the villain i think disney does that in a way to make it funny yeah do you have a favorite villain sidekick oh my gosh you keep asking me the question throwing it on me putting me in the hot seat um i'm gonna have to think on this do you know there's a lot of them because specifically a villain's sidekick. There are plenty of sidekicks in Disney movies that mm-hmm. aren't. I think Pain and Panic. Ooh, that just came to my mind. Pain and Panic make me crack up. They're from Hercules. They're Hades. Oh my gosh, yes. Little, uh... I, for a second, I thought you were talking about a band. I was like, Pain, I've never heard of that. No, Panic just, at the Disco. <laughs> Panic at the Disco. Great sidekick. It's actually Panic from Hercules at yes. a disco. That's what it means. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Pain and Panic make me laugh so hard in Hercules so I really like them they're little alien like creatures that do all of Hades dirty work for him in the movie so and they're they're hilarious they're meant to be funny yeah oh that's good I I only thing I really went back to was thinking about Ursula again I don't know why Ursula's just on the brain her two little eels I don't know their names neither um but I feel like they are just dumb (laughs) <laughs> like they make me laugh that's They're, what i was thinking of when i thought of like really silly sidekicks um they can be kind of creepy and evil as well but i feel like they also are just dumb <laughs> they're definitely creepy i if i think about again if i were to be underwater and see ursula and some eels i would be terrified yeah i'd be like uh nope all right bye 
The hyenas are also kind of scary in Lion King. Yeah, hyenas. There's Iago, Jafar's little Mm -hmm. sidekick. Um, I know in the original, the I guess the Magic Mirror would kind of be the Evil Queen sidekick. I know she has a henchman that, in the original Snow White story and in the the Disney version, it's like very short lived. But her henchman's supposed to go and help her off snow white so mm. that she doesn't have to worry about her anymore and he can't go through with it i also think about um cruella Deville's henchmen Ooh. they kind of remind me of the guys from home alone horace and jasper don't they remind you of the guys from home alone it, spot on so spot on like, yes so comparable also a little bit ditzy and can't really get the job done so. yeah i'm trying to think of any other ones that i can uh the crow from Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent's crow. Oh yeah, they're kind of in inanimate, so they don't really have much of a speaking mm-hmm. role. So, I don't really feel as connected to that one. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of many others. I have to look them up and put them on our Instagram story. Yeah, there's a a really good list of of henchmen and sidekicks <laughs> out there, um, but I think that that is part of being a villain is having somebody that does your dirty work so Mm -hmm. you can kind of stay in the shadows oh yeah for sure i think the last thing that makes a a great disney villain is that they are so ready to belt out a show-stopping tune like if we don't get a villain song in a disney movie then like it's not a disney movie yep the villain song is so fun yeah it's they they need to have that shining moment to not just tell the audience a little bit about their story and what their motives are and their good versus evil battle but um i think it just like you said they always end up being fun songs Mm -hmm. so i i would appreciate if i'm building my own villain that they incorporate a song into their journey yes (laughs) and speaking on this i didn't write this down but i figured it's worth mentioning now that i think about it um i have this very weird obsession not weird i just really enjoy the descendants movies mm. about the villains like the villains kids and that whole perspective of things and they have some great villain songs to in be that honest movie. It, we're switching roles i am not familiar with the descendants movies <gasps> at all it's like um the gender I, it's like I their version of high, it's like their high school musical the kids that are like a little younger than us yeah i know i know the general storyline of what it is um cool. you but, should watch them yeah maybe i'll spend my i'll add it to my october halloween ish mm-hmm. movies all three of them are really good yeah i'll watch them but i do like how um those movies are about you know your typical like top five villains and their kids and the whole storyline is about how the um the heroes have been live on one island and then the villains and the villains children all live on the isle of the lost and the whole sense of all three movies is them trying to the villains trying to combine again with the heroes and be one happy family kind of thing um but there's a lot of like separation and it's interesting it's really yeah. good sounds like it i'll i'll add it to the movie watch list it definitely needs to be mentioned in a villain's um, movie I watch them all too often when I'm babysitting kids that are like we want to watch Descendants I'm like yes let's do it <laughs> like I'm ready so that's awesome okay well that's kind of our bullet points of what we're gonna the ingredients so to speak the of what we're gonna Sugar, use spice and everything nice to cook up in our little cauldron villain pot 
Um, <laughs> our villain pot. <laughs> Welcome to the cauldron. Yeah. So should we start breaking down our villain or do you want to have a quick segue to talk about just Disney villains in general and who we love? I think we should build our own. Okay. Let's start it. Okay. So do you want me to go through saying my villain first and then you tell yours yeah okay so the way that we did this is we um talked about the different we broke it down into a couple of questions what type of villain what color would they wear where would their secret layer be um what animal would be their sidekick why are they so evil what song would they sing and how will their journey end so that's kind of an overview of the questions that we have and now we're going to go through each one um so for me i am going my villain is going to be a princess but she's going to be a twin so there's going to be these two princesses kind of like anna and elsa um but they're going to be twins one is going to be good and the other one is going to obviously end up being a little bad um the good princess is going to end up um being the heir to the kingdom and is going to be the next queen and the other twin sister twin is um jealous of that and wants revenge on her sister so that she can be the queen yeah so that's the that's the type um i want my villain to wear teal Mm. because teal is my favorite color and i just feel like there's not really a powerful teal villain i i can see that i think teal is a solid it's kind of that if you're specifically if your character is going to be a jealous character and you Mm, are working with the green envy but throwing in just a little twist of oh yeah something else so it's not just straight green that's i think that's a good color choice yeah so um their secret layer is going to be a hidden basement in the castle Mm, that the other sister doesn't know about yeah Ooh. it's like she discovered it when she was a kid she found she went like played hide and seek and found this really cool basement in the castle and in the castle she was like oh this is really cool and then so when she starts to get jealous she's like i'm gonna make this my lair and so she can still be within her own home but be you know doing all her little plans and stuff mm. in her secret lair um <laughs> her sidekick is going to be their family dog they're, she's going to convince their family dog to be evil Ooh. and she's going to take the dog into the basement and they're going to conduct all these plans against her sister does this dog talk is it yeah, like this dog okay. talks okay great this dog is going to have full-on conversations because she feels so lonely mm-hmm. okay you know like her sister is taking over the kingdom and so she befriends the dog almost as like please be my friend i don't have anyone Aww. but so why are they so evil so i was originally wanting to go with the concept that this this villain was abandoned as a child and so i guess in this sense i'm gonna guess that the parents left the twins as babies like abandoned them and they were not born into royalty but they were adopted Ooh, I like and this. even though they were still adopted somehow the other twin sister still gets still able to be the heir to the throne not sure how that works with adoption if we're getting into royalties i'm not exactly sure how that works <laughs> but somehow that still happens okay um we're just gonna say that Fair happens enough. it's a movie it's yeah it's a movie fine. somehow maybe it's because the parents were supposed no well maybe there are no other children maybe because they were born they were adopted into royalty and the parents didn't have of any of their own children because they couldn't have children which is why they adopted Ooh, and the so they were able to like hand the kingdom over but the kingdom doesn't know they're adopted but the kingdom doesn't know they're adopted plot oh my twist. gosh this is developing guys plot twist okay 
That's a great plot They're twist. adopted as babies. They tell the kingdom that they had twins, but really they were adopted <gasps> because they needed an heir. Disney, if you're listening, there's a film in the making here. I love it. I also, I mean, our Disney princess lineup, they're always these brave, courageous, you know, superhero power mm-hmm. house females. I think it'd be interesting to throw out, okay, there's a princess that is like, nah, is dark and twisty. She's dark and twisty. So because she was abandoned as a child by her original parents and raised by this other family and then being, you know, she knows that she was adopted and the rest of the kingdom is being lied to and now she's abandoned almost as like my adopted parents don't even want to choose me as the next heir. And they're twins. It's like one's older and one one gets that privilege. So um, that's kind of where they, she gets that evil from and being jealous of her sister. Um but with the song, the song that they're going to sing, I want it to be like a dramatic ballad, like emotional, mm. dramatic, like almost at the point where she is like about to break. Like she is just so overwhelmed with like how upset she feels by this whole process and how much revenge and rage is in her. Mm, that's really it's good. It's just like a breaking point for her where she's about to just go crazy. So this is like the ballad that is prior to whatever crazy bad thing she's about to do yes okay which i wonder like i haven't really thought into what her big crazy thing would be to to in order to gain the throne like it's disney movie so she can't we can't be like oh she's gonna kill off her sister like that's a little much but i i'm almost like i wonder if she's gonna like change her appearance to like match her sister and like kidnap her sister and hide her somewhere because they're twins so she could pass for being her sister she almost like a parent trap type of thing kingdom trap Trap. (laughs) that's the name of the movie kingdom trap and she could brainwash her or something either kidnap her or like basically switch roles with her and be her sister because she could or she finds out that they're adopted and she sabotages the whole thing tells the kingdom that they're not blood royalty and if she tells everyone that then neither of them get the throne oh my gosh i feel like you're so much better at telling my story i love this i don't either option i, I love think your is creative great. ability to just run with it i like the kingdom trap though that's kind of fun the kingdom trap so that's kind of um where we're at with the song and then their journey will end with um, I think it's going to be a very powerful sister moment where she realizes, like, that she doesn't need to be bad. She doesn't need to take the throne. And um, together, hopefully, they can rule the kingdom together. Yeah. Family over power. Family over power. Nice. That's a great... I love that storyline. Yeah. Maybe we should maybe we should write a letter to Disney writing and say, We have your next princess movie. We have your next princess Disney princess sister movie. Like you had Frozen, but now we've got like a dark twist on that. Sweet. Different. So that's my uh, that's my villain story I of like my it. Uh, my twin princess. Is there like is there a location, a setting that you could imagine this kingdom? Is it kind of like European or is I was it... thinking European, I was thinking like Switzerland. Okay. Like summer Switzerland. Okay. Summer Switzerland. Okay. Like rolling hills. Yeah. I can. Sound of music vibes. I can work with it. I can work with it. That's nice. That's the first thing that popped in my head. Don't, I don't know why. Okay. I like it. I just envisioned this castle in Switzerland in the middle of summer with beautiful flowers everywhere and lots of hills. I I think that that's a great, I mean, I would like to be in a kingdom there. 
<laughs> really cool, dark and twisted basement well, in with Switzerland. The, with the big hills like that, it'd be easy to dig really deep uh-huh. into. You could have a very mountainside. nice basement. Mm, sweet. <laughs> that nobody else knows about. <laughs> Somehow. It's There's Disney. <laughs> secret doorway that is... Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be like in a bookcase in the library. I mean, nobody found Rap- Rapunzel's tower. I mean, yeah. just some vines. Find that? <laughs> just some vines hanging out. <laughs> yep. That's my build my own villain story. I so. love it. Okay, what about you? Okay, well, we'll start from the beginning back at square one with what type of villain I'm going yes. to be working with. So I think in this day and age that we live in, it's about time that we have a technologic being of some sort become a villain. So whether it's a computer or a device or something like that, I think that a good villain for us to kind of have some type of futuristic idea or movie would be to have technology become the villain. Yes. I I feel like that's happening in real life anyway, so Mm -hmm. you want to make a movie about it. Absolutely. So for my my color scheme for my villain, obviously (laughs) if it's going to be some type of technology, it's going to be metal, glass, whatever type of hard material that you can think of. So something kind of metallic and iridescent maybe sleek oh we could go iridescent um sleek clean lines very modern but maybe kind of like a um space gray as apple calls it oh (laughs) where it's a darker but still has metallic iridescent (laughs) this is like so it what a beautiful piece of technology galactic (laughs) color I really want to see this all put together. I feel like it's just like a bunch of different filters thrown on top of each other. Just and melt it's like, some crayons. Bam! Just throw it all together and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my, my villain's color scheme and general description. Um, but where would their secret layer be? Well, if it's technology, I think it should be something that's like in plain sight. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's the technology itself, if, the, if it's a robot or like if, if you could imagine like a Baymax going bad or um oh my gosh, well be my stuff go bad for like yeah a small period of time yeah but something where everyone is under the assumption that this thing is meant to be good for them and help them but really it's been doing bad all along and it's right in front gosh, of them and they don't know about it i think that that would their secret layer is the fact that there's not a secret layer it's right in front of people's faces and they're doing such a good job at man- manipulating people they don't even realize it so that's where their wow quote-unquote layer would be um and if they had a sidekick of sorts i think it has to be a human it has to be a person and it somehow convinces them that by helping them out and helping them push forward their dark mission mm. that they're going to be protected almost like helping program the system too yeah like if they need upgrades to their technology that the human can actually do that for them yeah and because of the human's notion that by doing this for the piece of technology they're going to be protected from whatever it is they're trying to to do that's Oof. why they do this it is a dark i know one. yeah it's a little bit more like i said i feel like we're living in this Kind of. I mean, we are. It's very realistic, yeah. Yeah, but I think in an animated sense, it could make it. Yes, I agree. Fun. Um, So, yeah, the human is convinced that they're doing good for themselves and their family by helping this evil something. 
some type this of evil something it's evil technology maybe maybe it's a robot that kind of like your your kingdom trap like it's a robot that looks like a human maybe it's a, like a robot it's, it's really a robot and they're trying to like become president or something but they're or they're trying to rule the kingdom or whatever trying it might to become be. president i love that and they're really an evil robot trying to do some scary stuff but yeah anyway um that's like when i think of like scooby-doo and they unmask the the um the bad guy and it's like a robot and you're like no yeah and the other guy is kind of like the guy from wizard of oz just behind the curtain with the remote control being like yeah it was yeah i can see that (laughs) um okay so the next thing would be what kind of song would we be looking at for this which could be interesting, but I think because it's technology, I've got to go with some type of like dance techno beat, like kind of like a Tron Daft Punk moment. Yeah, but it's obviously going to have lyrics and be an actual song. Okay, this we're stepping outside of the Disney bubble, but think of the fairy godmother from Shrek when she sings, "I need a hero." I need a hero. I yeah. love that song. Love that yeah. moment. So it's like a awesome remix to that song and it like really gets you going and you're Shrek dancing. 2 is the superior Shrek. Yes. And something you can dance to and it's the same, I w- it would be the same idea of like, oh this is a great song and you're dancing and you're having fun and you're like wait, this guy is making me, or this robot or whatever it is is making me believe that we're having a fun dance party but really he's just brainwashing all of us. Yeah, it's like, have Ooh, you seen Incredibles 2 is kind of... Oh, I was going to say, this is also outside of the Disney bubble, but Kingsman? Okay. When, um, have you seen Kingsman? I haven't. Okay, so there's a villain, his name's Valentine, and in it he programs people's cell phones to give off a certain frequency, and when the people hear the frequency, it like changes them and makes them aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think of that, like the song, almost like brainwashing them. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Like Kingsman it. is great. You need to watch it. Okay, I'll add it to the end of the list after Descendants. Yes, <laughs> a non-Disney recommendation because you have to step out of the Disney bubble sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. just it's so acceptable. You have, to, you have to have something to compare things exactly. to. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, Man, look at that! Yeah, so their song is really part of their evil plot to mm. brainwash people yes. and make them do things that is going to further his plan and give him more power. Um, and how does his journey or their journey end? Um, I think that that human that has been their sidekick all along Mm. figures out what they're really trying to do and in the same sense of like choosing family over power for your story I think he has to realize he has to choose the good of everyone over the good for myself and so he ends up figuring out a way to shut down like hitting the reset button yeah hit the reset button and maybe it turns out that he can reprogram this to do something good mm. not something bad but Man. yeah i know there's like great movies yeah i know there are things out there that kind of have that same plot but we put it in disney animation it's bound to be a little bit different so that would be i would be interested to see what that would turn out to be because it feels very relevant yes maybe we'll put on our instagram like which movie would you rather see kingdom trap or what would yours be robot called? revenge robot revenge or, <laughs> or kingdom trap i could come up with a better name but honestly i'd watch both of them i'd support oh, your movie for sure i think kingdom trap might actually end up being a little bit more interesting just 
I feel I like it's a little bit more original. Yeah. Just like the Disney princess vibe. Though, but yeah. like, I don't think we, we haven't seen a princess become a villain. Yeah. It's kind of, um, if we're doing outside Disney comparisons, maybe a little bit like Wicked with uh, uh, yes. Elphaba yes, and, the, and the Good Witch. I think that's where um, I felt inspired by that and Frozen with the two sisters. I don't know. Yeah, just a lot of Adina Menzel running through your brain. <laughs> so much Adina Menzel. <laughs> I I'm laughing in this moment because have you ever seen that video of um, John Travolta announcing Adina Menzel for like a performance at an no, award show? I it's, have not. <laughs> I have to show it. I'm going to have to put it on our story or something. He completely butchers her name, <gasps> but he says it so confidently. I, I don't even remember how he says it, but he just says it so confidently and smiles and then like walks off and you can tell as soon as he leaves, he's like, he knew he messed it up. But if you know what video I'm talking about and then you're laughing right now, cause you know, that's so great. It's I'm great. Gonna it's, it yes. You're going to sure. have to look that up. Um, but I think that's a great way to break down some villains and their history and kind of what we would do with them, yeah. do with them, how we would create our own, build our own. Yeah. I think that when you watch Disney movies, you should always be inspired to have that story impact you in some way. And I think using it for creativity and coming up with your own ideas Mm -hmm. is something fun. You could do this with your family, sit around the dinner table during spooky season and ask each other these questions and see what kind of stuff you can come up with. Yes, build your own villain with your families and let us know what kind of villain you would build. Yeah, I would love to hear some of the creative things that everybody would come up with and maybe we can put out some of those ideas on our Instagram and get other people excited about the potential of other Disney villains out there. I love it. So fun. A good boo to you moment. Mm, Sad to not see it this year, but there's hope that it will return. Yes, I think it will. Yeah, this was a great seg- this was a great way to keep me distracted in the meantime. There you go. Exactly. Well, thanks for tuning in and we're going to move on to our segments. Okay, guys, we are jumping into this week's small shop shout out. Yeah, yeah. I love doing these. They're I think so fun. I going back to seeing other people's creativity brought to life i just think this is so cool that people have taken their love for disney and turn it into uh, a business Mm -hmm. so who are we shouting out this week we are shouting out my oh my supply co i am a big you are a big my oh my supply co fan if you guys are listening kate is i'm a huge fan huge huge fan she's always sending me like she's always sharing your posts from instagram to me and going i need to buy this 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 it's true my bank account is already hurting from my disney trips that i convinced myself is a good financial decision to make but secondarily when you can have this boss merch to wear when you're in the parks it makes it so exciting to pack and and have yes. the experience out, expand outside of just what you're doing in the parks. I think apparel in the parks is a big part of people's park going now. Yes. So I saw recently they put out some villains merch. So I thought this was the perfect time to shout them out. They had a airbrush collection that was released not too long ago. I think it was super successful. I was obsessed with every single shirt they put out. But yeah. 
specifically for spooky season and the essence of what this episode is, you should definitely go check out their Villains merch if you're going to go during the month of October and want to um, dress appropriately for the season. And I know that they put out all kinds of different collections and are um, doing some really creative stuff for Disney apparel. So if you've got a trip coming up, check them out, get something cool to wear, tag them on Instagram, all of the above. Yep, at my oh my supply co. Unpopular opinions, yeah. We need to come up with a real jingle that we can play. I really want there to be a jingle. Honestly, each week it's tragic. Every time I hear it back, I'm like, do I really sound like that? Um, It's a good effort, good effort. (laughs) I really do love this segment because I think it allows us to talk about things that are a little different. I think it's inevitable. Disney does so much stuff, it's not going to appeal to everybody. Of course not. So unpopular opinions span through everyone's brain when Mm -hmm. it comes to what's going on in Disney. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking about this week? Okay, we're talking about the ride in Magic Kingdom, which is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And our opinion on this is that Mine Train is overrated. Yeah, a listener actually sent this one in, right? Yes, they did. They sent this in, and I totally agreed with the listener because I was like, you know what? They are right. Mine Train always has very long lines. And it's the ride itself is it's cute. It's got great um, projections on the animatronics. The music in it is great. Um, but the ride itself is boring. I think the best part about Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is the engineering. And I always respect and appreciate the ride because of the Imagineer's ability to do this new type of projection on animatronics to make them even more realistic. Mm -hmm. And uh, the ride is so smooth. It's a very smooth roller coaster. it is a very smooth roller coaster. But the thrill part of it, I think, collectively is maybe less than 30 seconds. Like that takeoff is, the takeoff of the ride is fun. And then the drop after you go through the the actual Mm -hmm. mine is fun. It's fun. But other than that, it's very chill. I I would would, much rather ride Big Thunder Mountain. I 100% agree. If there is a 65 minute wait for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and a 20 minute wait for Big Thunder, I'll ride Big Thunder three times. Yes. I will only ride Mine Train if the wait is 30 minutes or less. Yeah, I do. I've done rope drop mine train. I have as well. Yeah, you just go straight back. You stand in line for 15 minutes until they actually have Mm -hmm. the park opening at whatever time that might be, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. And as soon as it does, you walk straight on. I did that my last trip, and I think I waited a total of 15 to 20 minutes, and most of it was just standing still waiting for the park to open. Yeah. So that's my, if you're going to ride it, that's the way to do it. Or do it at the end of the day when the park is closing, but you still might end up waiting. I do not think it's worth the long wait. Yeah, it's... There are other rides that are definitely worth the wait, but that's not one of them. I think it's just because it's new. That's why people Uh, people are lining up if they haven't been to Disney in a while, and it's something new to them. They Mm want to experience it. And it is a thrill ride. There is moments of thrilling parts or I don't know what I'm trying to say there are there are thrilling moments in the ride but it's not long-lived I didn't know till recently that you can actually swing the mine carts yourself yes yeah you can swing. I didn't know till like my last trip that you could do that yeah I think again that goes back to the best part of the ride being the engineering coming Mm -hmm. up with new ways to experience a thrill ride um even though it's the ride can't be more than four minutes 
No, it's short. It's definitely short. But yeah, ride it. It's a it's a it's a good ride. I just think it's overrated. You should ex- yeah, you should definitely experience it. But am I gonna ride it every single time? No, no. Okay, guys. So we're gonna talk about next week. Next week is episode seven. What are we going to be talking about in episode seven? Episode seven is entitled, and the award goes to colon live action movies. Yeah, we're gonna do this every season. We have these themed episodes, so we're gonna break down some awards just like you would think of for like the Oscars or another type of award ceremony where you have categories, you have nominees, and you have winners. Yes. And we're gonna be looking at live action movies specifically. It's gonna be so fun. I'm excited. I've really grown to um, love these these new live action movies and getting bits of my childhood in a new way. Mm-hmm. So I am really looking forward to reviewing some of these movies and Yay. which ones I think are the best or the worst. Oh, yeah. We're going to go there. We're going to go best. We're going to go bur- worst. You can find us on Instagram at The Castle Chat or you can send us an email to thecastlechat at gmail.com. We love getting to talk to you guys throughout the week and um, seeing you guys engage with our content. We do have some fun stuff coming up, so get ready for it. Yeah, I know Court is on her way to Disney World. When you're listening to this, she'll be there. Yes, when you're listening to this, I will be there. So I will be posting about all the fun things going on. Um, So definitely tag along and join the journey. Yes, and outside of our social media, if you want to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, a review with some kind words would be really meaningful to us, um, knowing that you guys are enjoying what you're hearing. We love feedback, both negative and positive. So anything that you feel led to share with us in a review setting or just send us an email or a DM, um, we would love to hear from you guys. Yay! Well, we'll leave you with, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys.